The Awaken Project, Chapter 9, Haven. What is it that you're looking for, David? I know that if it is something that you've never been able to touch or see, you just couldn't believe it. You didn't think it was real. Maybe that's because people have abandoned me one way or another all my life. You told me this God requires some of our life energy. Do you think it is too much to ask to see who created me? Who created all of us? I could see in Clara's expression that she was torn. The story she had told me, while fantastic, also made sense. The Trinity Console, Project Awakened, and the alien attack, it all came together. Then again, it could also be part of the lie. If the very world I was in could be changed and modified by thought, then the tale could also be crafted to keep me within it. Unfortunately, I didn't have a reason as to yet why such an elaborate plan would be put into action in the first place. No, David, it's not too much to ask. I can take you from this place temporarily, but there are risks. You have to trust me, and for this, we'll have to separate. I will not be able to hold on to you. If you lose control, your life energy can destabilize, and if that happens, you could be trapped within your own conscious thoughts, and I may not be able to bring you out of it. I stood there silently. A cool breeze blew through the grass, bringing the fresh smell of spring along with it. Feeling the sun shine down upon me and looking across at the woman I loved gave me pause. Even with everything I have been told, it was not easy to abandon the world I was in. In the end, I guess that was the point. Who would ask to leave heaven? That was exactly what I was asking to do. I just need to see it, Clara. After you show me, I promise, I won't bring it up again. Clara nodded and took hold of my hand. She closed her eyes for a moment and when they reopened, were glowing white. As before, reality as I knew it began to brighten around me. From the vibrant colors of life, a golden shimmering energy emerged. Everything was coated in the golden energy. It was a majestic feeling. Slowly, the shimmering shape began to bleed as if the world was made of ice and was slowly melting away. Our world was created within a pocket of this dimension, Clara began. This haven was created outside of normal space and time. This was done so that extinction and its creations could never enter. However, its creation is not of life energy alone. This transition was different. Before I felt as if I was traveling, my body changing and moving with a defined space. What I felt then was a fusion, one of my existence and the world around me. Reality began to turn into pure energy and fuse with my own. In that instant, I could feel everything, every blade of grass, every drop of water that had been created in our world. I could see nothing but light, as if I was looking into the sun. But for a moment I could imagine how God must have felt. It was as if I was standing before the entrance of, a, of the universe watching the birth of creation. All the energy became one, leaving me in darkness. 
I went from an expansive freedom to a confined space. From the silence, sounds became audible. They were mechanical. I could hear the sounds of computers processing information and gyrations of moving parts. A flash of light startled me. It took a moment before I realized I was looking at a monitor displaying information in a language I could not understand. The screen that began with a distorted image stabilized. The image I saw standing before me, staring at me, was a containment suit. Unlike the aliens in the suits that attacked our planet, the one before me was pearl white with gold accents. Nonetheless, seeing it looking directly at me sent me staggering backwards. As I moved away, I could hear the processing sound grow louder. The heads-up display flashed information I could not understand. I was not in control of my body. I could not feel anything, but I could sense my movements. As my foot hit the ground, it echoed loudly. The containment suit reached out towards me. I raised my hand to push it away when I realized it looked the same. I was in a containment suit as well. David, it's me. Clara said, her voice emanating from within the suit. I should have told you. I want to see if you would adapt to the suit, to being outside. I steadied myself and looked at my hands through the heads-up display. In the military, we experimented with battle suits that would connect to your spine and be controlled by your own thoughts. Another failed project from Factor Alpha. The suits, when damaged even slightly, could paralyze or kill the wearer. Originally, when I saw the alien containment suits, I thought the attackers were human, only there was no body inside. Not a physical one, anyway. If you allow me, David, I can show you how to use the suit to understand the language. I will need to connect with you to do so. If Clara had planned the sequence of events, then I would have to admit it was well played. Trapped within the suit, I had no choice but to allow her to help me. Otherwise, she would become suspicious. I had no idea how her connecting to me would work, if she would be able to read all my thoughts and feelings, or only the ones I was thinking at the time. All I could do was focus on the Claire before me, and hope she would not discover my true thoughts. Of course, I said trying to sound as natural as possible. I was just... I just really didn't expect this. I could not tell if it was even Clara within the suit. She walked behind me and I could hear something being connected to my suit. A red light flashed on the heads-up display. A few moments of silence went by and then I could feel Clara's presence. For a moment, it brought me pleasure just to be with her again. Just relax, David. When we become pure life energy, we can share much more than just thoughts and feelings. I can teach you everything I know transferring my knowledge to you. Think of it as data being transmitted from one point to another. I can show you anything I have seen and you will understand it as if it was taught to you over time. This is part of the stabilization process when one passes on to the afterlife. Along with hearing her words, I could feel the information she wanted me to know being fed into me. The symbols on my head-up display became recognizable, almost familiar. A feeling of uneasiness came over me as I began to wonder what else could be fed into me. There. Now you should understand how the suit works, David. Now we can continue. 
Claire was co correct. While I did not understand where I was or why the suit was needed, I understood how to control it and what the information being displayed to me meant. It was not as if I sat in a class and learned how to do it. It was more like I was born with inherent skill and controlling the suit was second nature to me. I could move just as I would in a physical body. The heads-up display gave information on the suit's systems as well as the surrounding area. A flashing green symbol that I took notice of when I first saw the display now made sense. It was telling me that I was still connected to the transfer system. I turned around to see a long hose connected to the back of the suit. It was then that I realized I was connected, and more importantly, what kind of a location I was in. I stood in a circular, multi-floored room larger than a football field, several stories high. Thousands of containment suits sat motionless, connected to a series of tubes and conduits that ran throughout the area. In the center was a massive capsule made of glass that ran from the bottom of the floor to the domed ceiling above. Within the capsule was the same golden energy I had saw before. Clara, what the hell is this? Where the hell are we? We do not know the name of the building that the builders gave this place. We just call it Haven. As I looked around the massive structure, it became clear that its construction was not the work of gods or energy beings. Each of the 52 floors I could see was built identically to support the structure as a whole. I could tell the pocket dimension Clara spoke of must have existed in an environment similar to space. There were clearly marked ventilation shafts, and my heads-up display confirmed that the air outside was oxygen-based. Clara, if this is heaven, or the home of a god, why does it look man-made? It was man-made. The beings first created by creation constructed a device to harness life energy. It was to serve as the containment unit for the life energy they planned to collect from various sources around the universe. They believed non-sentient life energy, energy not contained within a living conscious being, could be used to augment their own powers, increasing their life energy. As I listened to Clara's story, I took notice of their equipment around each containment suit station. All the connection tubes and wires from the containment units led back to a central capsule. I could also access information located within the suit's computer. I wanted to see if any of the other suits were active, but only Clara and my own suit had a host within. I realized the central capsule did not contain the being Clara spoke of, but the souls of all of humanity. Wait, so you're telling me that this creation had created more than just one world you showed me before? How many beings has the creator created? There were eleven before us. We are number 12. The creation's original beings were creatures made of pure energy. They had no physical body and did not go through any evolutionary process. They were placed on a world fully aware that they were the creation's creations and they were told to go forth and flourish. There was just so much information to process, but I had to remain focused on my goal and to find the truth and reconnect with the other Clara. 
Towards the top of the structure I could see four separate rooms, but they were sealed and I could not see what was beyond them. I can only guess that it was not meant for physical beings to spend any extended amount of time there. However, the heads-up display, along with showing the air was primarily oxygen, also showed that the temperature was well within normal human tolerance levels. The beings had no purpose and no direction, Clara continued. All they knew was that there was a being more powerful than them, and they wanted to achieve a similar power. They knew that they could not directly attack creation and search for a way to gain his power. That is where extinction intervened. He taught creation's creations, a means to turn their life energy into matter that could be used to construct a structure that could gather life energy, but it would also serve a dual purpose. I needed a way to get Clara to leave me alone. The suit did not have detailed information on the capsule itself, but it was clear that I was outside whatever influence created the reality inside. The more data I read about the structure, the more it re reminded me of the virtual reality system used by the military. Inside the capsule, human souls were experiencing a reality, but according to the other Clara, it was not one of their choosing. The military had a reason to connect its soldiers to their reality. What I had to find out was, who was connecting everyone to theirs, and why? Creations Creations with the help of Extinction created this space station, Clara continued. Extinction wanted to use the capsule you see in the center to trap and contain his brother. The creatures discovered this and were able to trap Extinction instead. They planned to use Extinction's energy and the life energy found throughout the universe to create their own power and to increase it. Creation discovered this and confronted his creations. They fought against him and would have trapped him as well if Extinction had not escaped. Extinction had no choice but to save his brother and use Creation's Creation's betrayal to cover up his own. I was able to discover a way to return my energy to the capsule. It would be the only way to get back to the other Clara. There was no way that I could find to remove the energy from within the capsule, much less specifically remove Clara's life energy. All I could hope was that by returning on my own, I would not be locked within the reality Clara claimed her and I had created. If that was the case, then the other Clara would be able to contact me and from there we could find a way to escape. Extinction used Creation's Creation's betrayal to try and convince his brother to stop creating life, Clara continued. Instead, Creation continued trying different methods to create what he hoped would become his children. Over eons, the Creation modified this space station to compensate for various beings he created. He decided to change the capsule to serve as a containment unit for his creations who had died. While most of their life energy would return to the planet or be passed on to another being, the essence of the person, their consciousness or soul if you will, would be sent here to live on with inside the capsule. Inside the capsule, creation allowed its inhabitants to make their own world. In essence, they could create their own personal heaven. With an escape plan thought out, I began to focus on Clara's story and creation. 
It was possible we were all to be its food and slowly fed to it. Our afterlife was nothing but a cage. While we were fed images of a reality we would call heaven, it would allow us to remain docile until it was our time to be devoured. However, the only problem with my theory was why a powerful godlike being that created life would need to go to such length. So, within this capsule is all the sentient life energy from the various beings the creation has created? Yes, David. And creation himself is within the capsule as well. When creation created our world, he entered the capsule not only to protect himself in his weakened state, but also all of his creations. He knew his brother had ill intentions, and so he wanted to ensure that his creations would be safe. Unfortunately, it also meant that he was unable to prevent any of the atrocities his brother had committed. Extinction is aware of this place, and is why he used the containment suits for his creations. Creation originally created these suits so his creations could lead, leave the capsule and meet each other. This would come after extinction had lost and we would all be free. I had learned what I needed to know. There would be nothing else I could gather from Clara, and I had run out of relevant data on the heads-up display. There was still a risk that everything I was being told by the other Clara was wrong or a lie. It was possible she was lying, manipulating me for some unknown purpose. I could go with what I felt and remain in the peace I had known, but it just had not felt natural. It didn't feel real. I just need a moment, Clara. There's just so much in, in this place. I understand, David. There's something I need to do. If you will wait here, I will be back shortly. Please, even though I've showed you how this suit functions, please do not try to leave or touch the controls. Just being outside the containment unit is dangerous enough. I nodded and walked towards the edge of the floor, overlooking the metal railings towards the capsule. Clara walked over and stood near a control panel for her suit. There was a flash of light and the suit went limp. I checked the heads-up display to confirm her suit was empty, then made my way over to my own suit's control panel. I began the sequence to return my life energy to the capsule. I took a final look around the space station, going over everything I had learned wondering what I could trust. My sight became blurry. I was being pulled away. Reality once again bled into a golden light, however, something was different. I did not have a feeling of freedom or majestic power. It was a static-like feeling, the same as when I encountered the other Clara. My thoughts turned to a little girl who was killed that started this all. As the golden light faded into darkness, a part of me wished I had never tried to save her. David, can you hear me? It was Clara's voice, but I could not tell which one it was. Her voice sounded distant, as if I was dreaming, and she was calling me back to the waking world. Slowly, I regained physical feeling as my body had returned, but I still could not see anything. Clara, I'm here. From the darkness, I could see a ripple in space form in front of me. It reminded me of when I threw a stone into the water back at the still waters in the forest. A tear in space formed from the ripple, 
Streams of multicolored light poured out from the tear. It was blinding. The static-like feeling grew stronger in intensity. From the tear, I could see someone emerge, and then I could feel who it was. It was Clara. David. You escaped. The streams of light continued to pour in, covering everything in light. As Clara drew closer, I could see it was the one from before. The Terran space expanded out, swallowing the darkness. I was surrounded by pure energy. Various colors of it danced around me, like standing in a kaleidoscope. It really is you, David. You escaped. It was when Clara ran over, wrapping her arms around me tightly, that I realized my physical body had fully returned. I could feel the warmth of her body and even her heartbeat. I did not fully understand what had happened but holding her in my arms felt real. Clara, I'm sorry. I wanted to be with you so badly. I allowed... Clara pressed her lips against mine, dissolving any need for apology. Holding Clara in my arms, I closed my eyes and wanted to hold on to that moment forever. Everything else was cast aside. All that mattered was that I had finally found who I was looking for. David, we have to leave here. How were you able to escape? I just asked her to show me this being called creation. She showed me the space station, the containment suits, everything. Clara pulled away and just stared at me. I could see that she was puzzled by my words. I thought about everything the other Clara had told me and showed me and by the expression on Clara's face, it was clear she knew nothing of it. It was more than just confusion. She was concerned. Clara had changed. I could see it in her eyes. S space station? Clara questioned. That doesn't make any sense. Why would they remove you from... Clara, what is it? Clara walked away from me and began walking forward. She turned back towards me and her eyes darted around as if she was searching for something. I could see the look of panic growing in her eyes. I knew that look very well. It was how a soldier would look when they were being led into a trap. What are you looking for, Clara? What is this place? It's... the life stream. Our life energy is trapped within this containment unit, but there are different... several different compartments different life energy signatures. It's not just humans here, David. Everything, all of creation is here. We learned to cross over to some of the other compartments. This is done by traveling through the life stream. It is the life energy used to create all our realities, all of the universe, like a computer code or a data stream. I now understood what the static-like feeling represented. For Clara to enter the reality created for me, she had to break her way in. Transitioning from one reality to another had a distinct feeling I became aware of soon after meeting the first Clara. However, as I had seen when my thoughts focused on sadness or pain, I could affect my reality, altering it. If someone was to force their way in, they would need to disrupt the life energy to tear open a hole. A tear would destabilize the life energy, and since we were all life energy beings, 
the change would be noticeable to us in the form of a distortion or a discharge. It was a similar principle to an energy field. The barrier holding you within that world was immensely strong, Clara continued. We had to use every bit of our power just to open the smallest window. That is why you saw me like that before. I wasn't fully there, just a projection because I could not fully pass through. It is also why I vanished. Here, in the live stream, you can see me as I am. But it doesn't make sense. The opening I used to come here is gone. But that's impossible unless... <laughs> unless you're not in the live stream. In an instant, the multicolor spectrum of light vanished, leaving us in total darkness. The voice came from behind me. I turned to follow it, but I couldn't see anything in the darkness. From the dark void, I could see a glowing red figure in the distance walking towards us. Clara grabbed hold of my arm, pulling me toward her. I could not see Clara's face, but I could feel her body shaking. Both she and I had heard the voice, and we knew exactly who it was. It is quite telling of your species that when given an option of eternal happiness, you fight against it, unable to accept it. I watched as a woman who I believed was Clara slowly approached us. A dark red aura surrounded her body. Her eyes glowed deep crimson. The expression of a disgust on her face was reinforced by an energy resonating from her body. I had never believed in pure evil, evil before, but that is exactly what it felt like. Eternal happiness? Is that what you believe you were giving us? What about Clara? What happiness did you give her? The being before me did not answer. The aura surrounding its body glowed brighter as her body changed to pure energy. Its shape changed slowly from pure energy to a different physical body. As its face formed, a chill ran through my body. Clara's grip tightened on my arm. She was just as shocked as I was to see the man standing before us. No. No, it's impossible! Clara screamed. You can't be Richter! I have been many things. The human you knew as Richter was just one of them. But to answer your question, David, I gave Clara what I tried to give all of God's creations. Peace. I didn't want to hear it anymore. I rushed forward wanting nothing more than to kill him. His eyes looked towards the ground as if disappointed by my actions. My body froze in place. Clara screamed reaching out to me. Richter raised his hand in the air. The same aurora surrounding his body engulfed Clara's, ripping her from the ground into the air. I gave you what you wanted. Both of you. Clara could not accept it and tore herself from the world I created for her. She does not remember it. The damage it did to her soul that can never be repaired. And she is now just like the others in her little group. Nothing more than damaged goods to be discarded. As for you, David, I had hoped you would be different. But sadly, I was mistaken. You could have had anything you wanted. But because of your past, you just could not embrace happiness. You could not accept peace. And now, you have nothing.
You could tell yourself that, but I know what you're after. Your story about creation, it was partially true, wasn't it? It needs us, doesn't it? You need human souls for this god of yours. Richter stared at me silent for a moment, as if surprised by my deduction. I could see I had some of it right, but it was more than just that. There was something I was missing, but it was clear there was nothing more that I could do. My body could not move. Clara was in a similar state. Richter was in complete control. What you need to know is that there was a war between two beings of unspeakable power. I was tasked with preparing your world to be sacrificed. Your entire planet was to be used to sustain my lord during his next encounter. I visited your world because I wanted to understand how a being of flesh and bone could contain such high levels of life energy. I actually came to care for one of your kind during my time there, and when she died, I learned where your true power came from. I discovered what happened to your life energy when you died and created a way to save the essence of your being and still serve my lord. I created this place so that the woman I loved and all the beings from her world could live on. All I asked in return was for your unused life energy to be given over to my lord. I tried to create a world where your souls could be at peace, be happy. But as I soon found out, many of you were too unstable to accept it. Ethan was the first, a so-called man of science, who could not accept the world that I had created for him. Back then, I allowed your kind much more freedoms and control. He used that freedom to shatter his world. He wanted to escape, but that was not possible. All he succeeded in doing was to cause damage to what I had created harming his fellow man. Once Ethan realized he could not free himself, he created his own reality somehow, mirroring the events of what happened on Earth. Even I could not understand how he was able to do this, and as, as such, I could not easily correct it. I was content to allow him to have his little world. That was until he began to draw others into it. He took the woman I loved and her life energy was lost in the process. I realized how dangerous Ethan was and moved to stop him. I thought I had corrected the error, but clearly I was mistaken. You killed him, Clara shouted. You destroyed him when you destroyed his world. Richter waved his hands and in an instant, Clara's body disappeared. I opened my mouth to scream, but nothing came out. I felt the rage inside me explode. A rush of energy flowed throughout my body. I regained feeling and movement and rushed forward, grabbing hold of Richter, lifting him into the air by the throat. Where is she? I said as I tried to squeeze the life out of him. What did you do with her? It, impossible. The energy flowing through me faded. My body went weak. I released Richter and dropped to my knees. A searing pain radiated throughout my body. It felt as if I was on fire. I fell onto my side and looked up at Richter as I fought to remain conscious. 
his surprised look had returned. You will be with her soon enough. You cannot remain here. You are tainted. It is true, I destroyed Ethan, but there was another who took his place. I wanted to spare your species, but I see now it is not possible. I will feed your life energy along with Clara's to my lord. All of it. Then I will do the same with the remaining souls here. You are not worthy of an afterlife. You are barely worthy of being food. With those final words, Richter faded away, returning all to darkness. I could feel nothing. No presence, no life. As the last of my energy faded away, I did not think about myself. I had led Richter to Clara and failed her once again. My life had revolved around helping others, fighting for the betterment of humanity. But in the end, I was the cause of it losing its second chance at existence. Pain and loss was all I had ever known in life, and it would be the very last thing that I knew in death. Next week, Chapter 10.